Welcome back to another edition of the Touchdown Rundown. I'm Tom Zwiller, your host, joined as always by Tony Domeni, my co-host. In today's episode, we're going to do a quick little Week 2 breakdown. So we're going to do all of the game picks for Week 2, give you our you know our thoughts on the money line, on the total, um, you know, and the spread, of course. The, you know, scared money don't make money, right, Tony? No, absolutely. you got to be willing to bet to make any money at all. Yeah, and so the spread may be, you know, the trickiest part, but it's also the most interesting part, and that's what we were looking for last night as we were watching Chargers-Chiefs. What did you think of that game, Tony? I thought that game was honestly a little bit more lackluster than I thought it would be. It was a lot more defensive than than I guess I envisioned. I thought it was going to be more of a kind of a shootout, you know, both quarterbacks going for over 350 yards, a lot of big touchdowns, big performances, but we didn't really see that. Like, we thought the defenses on both sides of the ball actually stepped up, and it was a pretty relatively low-scoring game. I mean, 27-24 is definitely maybe not what you were expecting from two of these teams, but I, I honestly thought it was kind of right where I felt like it was going to be. You know, it was pretty close. It was a very close game, a back and forth. The Chiefs, of course, rallied from being down 10 and the, the Chargers just came up a little bit short. Justin Herbert had a 99-yard pick six, so they, you know he's right on the goal line, threw it to the almost to the end zone, into the end zone, and it was intercepted by a Chiefs player. And that was that, that kind of felt like the game. I'm going to be honest. With the Chiefs were tied at 17, and they went up a touchdown. That kind of felt like the game, and the Chiefs were able to win the rest of it. Yeah, no, they was it was pretty much over once that happened. Now, to be fair to the Chargers, like, it is really hard to win at Arrowhead, and the fact that they came that close is a sign of the progress they've made, and, you know, how how they were able to defensively frustrate the Chiefs, I thought, was was pretty telling. Now, of course, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and they figured out a way around it, uh, but, you know, I, I thought they had a good showing, considering it's just their second game and the first game for this new-look Chargers defense. Yeah, absolutely. It was very good. Very good you know, to see. It gave a lot of reasons to be optimistic. Um, you know, we both had the Chiefs, so we're one and zero on the week, thankfully. And let's start with the first game of the weekend. So we'll have Miami playing Baltimore. So Baltimore is a three and a half uh, favorite in the game. The over under is set to forty four point five, and the Baltimore Ravens are the money line favorite. This this should be an interesting game, honestly. This is tough because when something that I texted Tom before the sh- before the show started, as we were kind of getting into this, was like, "Wow, looking at this schedule, there's not really like a guaranteed 100 percent kind of team that you can pick out of this week. There's a lot of teams that are pretty close, and the gl- the games that should be blowouts ended up being the complete opposite last week. Uh, like the Bears Packers game, Packers looked really bad, Bears looked pretty good, so." It's very, definitely going to be interesting, and I think this is one of those games, Dolphins-Ravens. This could really go either way. I think the Ravens are a really good squad. Um, I don't know how Lamar Jackson is going to do against this Dolphins defense. They are still young. They have been developing pretty well, and the Dolphins looked pretty good. Tua looked good. The weapons looked pretty good, so I think I'm going to go with Dolphins here. I'm going to take a little bit of a hot pick, but I think I believe in the Dolphins. The model will be joining you Uh it has the the Dolphins as a favorite, as a .5 favorite. So, yeah, these teams are, are incredibly close and are razor-thin uh, b- margins as far as the Dolphins winning is concerned. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I'm going to go with the safer pick, I feel like, and I'm going to take the Ravens. Definitely the safer pick. Definitely definitely the good thing to do if you're uh, trying to play conservative here. But we always go for the win over on the Nometi side. 
No, fair enough. How did that do? Uh, how'd that do last season? It will. It went really well through the first seven-ish weeks. Yeah, yeah. No, and I've I've got a very nice Detroit Lions hat. I'm looking at right now. That's the reminder of why we just we go with the favorites sometimes. Right, right, right. All right, and speaking of favorites, let's move to the next favorite. So we have the New York Jets taking on the Cleveland Browns. The Jets are a six. 0.5 underdog with the uh, with the total being a 39 money line. The Browns are minus 280. So, you know, Vegas feels pretty good about the Browns being a strong favorite to win this one. How do you feel, Tony? Because it doesn't, I don't think the Browns are going to blow the Jets out of the water. I don't think they are either. I think this is going to be a relatively close game. I would put it within 10, but I do think the Browns are going to come out on top. Yeah, no, I think the Browns will come out on top, and I think it, if if they do beat the spread, it's going to be you know by seven exactly. Uh, so I don't know. I was surprised to see Cleveland this heavy a favorite, considering that they didn't look great against the Panthers once the Panthers figured out how to play football in the second half. So yeah. uh, the Zelo does agree and has the Browns though as a strong favorite, but has the Jets covering. Interesting. All right. Well, so it does somewhat believe in the Jets a little bit, kind of, which is dangerous. It's dangerous to believe in the Jets. Yes. All right. So let's go to the next game with another team. It's dangerous to believe in, although Vegas has decided to believe in them. It's the Washington Commanders and the Detroit Lions. This is the first time. And what is it, Tony? I think it's 20 games. The Lions are the favored team. Really, Lions are favored here. I actually did not know that. Yeah, they are a 1.5 favorite. So the spread is is 1.5 Lions, obviously. The over-under is 48.5, and and the Lions are a minus 120. So pretty close to even money as far as, as, as far as the money line is concerned, but the Lions are a favorite. And I agree with that, honestly. I think the Lions are going to come out on top here. The Commanders, they're pretty much on the same level as the Lions, in my opinion. I just think the Lions are a little bit grittier, you know. You got... Mm-hmm. You, so many guys on that team that are going to be really fighting for it. You know how bad they want to finally be a decent team and not, you know, kind of laughing stock of the NFL, so to speak. So I think the Lions are going to come out on top here. They're going to fight for it real bad. They know they can win this game. Yeah, Zelo agrees with you and has the Lions as a slight favorite, but does have Washington covering. So it'll be a one-point game is the separator here between these two teams. I'm going to go with the Commanders, weirdly enough, because I saw, I went through and I watched the their game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I honestly, I thought I saw a lot of stuff I liked out of the Commanders. So, you know, weirdly, I'm going to bet against my own home team, but I am going to take the Commanders here. Wow, traitor. I am a traitor, and I, maybe I won't wear the, the Lions hat this weekend, but I, I am going to take uh, the Commanders here. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, and to be fair, like this is this is a bold play. Like I am technically taking the underdog, so true. <laughs> okay, let's move to the next game. Uh, speaking of the Jaguars, let's talk about Colts Jaguars. So the Colts are a three point favorite as they head on the road. The over under is forty five and a half, with the Colts being a minus one seventy five on the money line. And you know, I I am surprised that it's this close. I think going into the preseason, if you put these two teams together, it probably would have been a much larger spread. But given the Colts showing against the Texans, you know, I don't know how confident you are in the Colts. I'm going to take the Colts. Zelo is going to take the Colts slightly, albeit. Um, so, you know, do you have the Colts too, Tony? I'm also going to take the Colts. I, I just don't believe in this team, and I really don't believe in the quarterback still. I still haven't seen anything I like out of Trevor Lawrence. 
I still think Davis Mills is a far better quarterback, and I'm going to die on that hill no matter what happens. But I'm pretty confident in that, and I don't think he has the cast around him or really what it takes to beat this Colts team. I just don't. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. Mostly because I think that as much as the Colts on paper looked bad, if you go back and you look through Matt Ryan's fumbles, which I did, a good chunk of them were just bad snaps or bad, you know, bad deliveries by the the center to Matt Ryan. So I honestly think those should go away with repetition. And he seemed to have gotten better as the game went on. So I do trust it in the fact that the Colts are going to look better this weekend. Yeah, there's just going to be some growing pains with a new quarterback. There always is. So, you know, week one, everybody's still trying to get the kinks worked out. Some of these teams are still trying to figure out what the kinks are. So the Colts probably learned that that's one of them. I bet you they really hammered that into practice this week. Absolutely. No, for sure. I think it was probably a point of emphasis. All right, so next, why don't we look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Saints? So another divisional game. This one is a little bit closer. Tampa Bay is only a two-and-a-half-point favorite Uh, The over-under is in even 44, and Tampa Bay is minus 140. I know you like the Saints. I know you like Jameis. I I think you're going with the Saints, am I right? I don't know, because after what what we saw from them last week, they won. Don't get me wrong. You don't feel great about it, though. They won, but but it was against the Falcons, and, and it was one point. Granted, Jameis still looked pretty good. He was 23 of 34 for 269 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions, which is huge. Taysom Hill, they used him a little bit in the rushing game, and that was nice to see, not really in the passing game. But it looks like that they kind of did what we talked about, I don't know, how long ago was that, Tom? year, year and a half ago when Jameis came in, and uh, we kind of said that Taysom Hill is going to be the permanent kind of rushing receiving guy. He's not really going to see the quarterback position. He's definitely going to get beat out by Jameis. That's exactly what's happened so far, and honestly, I like it. I think I am going to take the Saints here. I think they're going to bounce back and look a lot better than they did this last week. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game, though, and if the Bucks win, I can't say I'll be surprised. Yeah, I, like how you, I feel like you just talked yourself into the Saints mostly because of past takes, if anything. <laughs> Potentially, but we'll see what Jameis does for me. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm i going to go with the Buccaneers here just because, one, I have Tom Brady on fantasy and I kind of need him to do well. Uh, I don't want to take the punishment, <laughs> so I need Brady to kind of perform. Uh, but two, because Zelo likes Tampa Bay and I, I just kind of, I'm trusting in the model on this one because this one is oh. too close for me to call. I, I honestly like the fact that Jameis is a good quarterback and that he seemed to figure the game out a little bit better and that Michael Thomas had a really good outing. But just based on how suffocating that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense was, was against the Cowboys. I feel really confident in that defense, maybe not having a similar performance because I think the Saints now have more weapons than Dallas does, but I feel good about Tampa Bay being able to take away some things that a very bad Falcons defense couldn't. Yeah, they definitely could, and that is going to be a point of emphasis. It's really going to come down to that secondary, I think, and if they can stop Michael Thomas and watch Taysom Hill and do all the little things that need yeah, they could win this game, but I'm going to go with the Saints. Yeah. No, I mean it, it, that would be a good game, and like I, I won't have it because it's a, a you know, a southern game, and I, I only get the north game, so I'm sure I'll be. I, I actually might be watching the Panthers this weekend because they play the Giants, um, so it'll be it'll be them or you know maybe New England Pittsburgh. I feel like we might be in the Pittsburgh market, Tony. So I won't watch that game, but it will probably be one of the better games of the morning window. I think so. All right, and so speaking of the team that I'm not going to be watching in the Carolina Panthers, although I might, it, they're playing the New York Giants, so you got that New York market. Maybe I'll get that game, and I'll be 
dismayed as I watched the Panthers lose to the Giants. At least that's what Vegas thinks is going to happen. With the Panthers being a one and a half underdog, the, the over under is forty three and a half points, and then the Panthers are plus one hundred five. So a very slight underdog, right? But an underdog nonetheless. You know, it's earned because of their performance against Cleveland. Yeah, I think this is going to be. It's going to be a good game. Well, I don't know if it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a close game. I'll say that. I don't know if I'm going to, if I'm willing to say good yet. I think I'm actually going to take the Panthers here. I think we're going to see them bounce back a little bit. New York. Uh, I've heard Kavon Thibodeau, their their first round pick this this past draft, is going to be playing in this game. This is going to be his first game. I think he was he was out last week. I believe from mm. some injury that he had. So it's been rumored that he's going to play this week. So that'll be interesting to watch. But I still think that the Giants kind of. They kind of lucked out. It was a little bit of a fluke that they beat the Titans. Derrick Henry, you know, he didn't really do... Had a very poor performance. Yeah, he had a pretty poor performance, which, in fairness, it was honestly pretty much what he normally does anyways. He had 20 carries and, you know, didn't crack 100 yards, which is, honestly, I kind of expect him to do these days. He was averaging about what he normally does anyways. He really just didn't have... No, no, no. I think it was a definite downgrade. I mean, he was averaging 3.9. What did he normally average last year? It was like 4.4 or something. He was, yeah, but was, in 19 and 20, he was averaging well, like, I think, 5. Well, that was nine, That was two years ago, Tom. That doesn't mean anything now. No, I'm just saying, like, it's not like you can't just be like, that's not what he normally does. Like, you know, there was a time, like, he was historically better than 3.9. 3.9 is a fairly terrible mark. Well, last year he wasn't, and I'm kind of going off of last year. I mean, it's definitely a downgrade from last year, but it's not a crazy downgrade. I think we're going to continue to see this from him. Um, so we'll just have to see. Maybe he bounces back, maybe not. But I still think that I'm going to take... He's, yeah, he was a 4.3 last year. Like, you know, maybe that's point four doesn't mean a ton to you, but point four is a huge difference. It's a difference. It's not tremendous. Like, I think it, it matters. My, my personal philosophy with running backs is that, like, if you're not averaging above four, it's a huge problem. And, you know, he was averaging above four in 2021. Yeah, I guess he was. And 3.9, four, whatever. It's close. Uh, either way, I think I'm going to take the Panthers. I think they're going to bounce back. So I hate to do it again because I have, like, three teams, four teams. I have, I have a couple of teams. Uh, and I'm going to pick against them again. And the reason, the rationale, is that the Giants, I don't think it was a fluke against the Titans, actually. I think that the Titans are not going to be a good team this year, and that the Giants, for the first time in a few years, are finally a fairly healthy collective. Last year, the Giants won against the Panthers with possibly one of the most atrocious game plans I've ever seen. And so I think the Panthers, you know, Mayfield was another one of those uh, fumble victims where he had a ton of fumbles and just poor plays. I think we're going to see the Panthers ironing out more kinks, but I, and I think we're going to see the Giants capitalize on them. We'll see. I'm going to go with Panthers. Yeah, we are, we are picking, we're, we're picking all the opposites this week. <laughs> yeah, one of us is going to be very ahead. Yeah, really. Um, all right, and let's go to the Patriots-Steelers next. I'm sure we can disagree on this one, too. Uh, the Patriots are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The Steelers are a two-and-a-half-point underdog. The over-under is 40-and-a-half, and the money line has the Steelers as plus 115. I have so many conflicted feelings about this game. So do I, and this is a tough one because... I never want to bet against Bill Belichick. That's been pretty much both of our monitors since the day we started this show. 
But mm-hmm. you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Steelers here. They looked really good. TJ Watt is going to be out, obviously, and I do think that that is going to be something that the Steelers are going to notice in their defense. But Mac Jones is not exactly an elite quarterback. He's really kind of a check-down kind of guy. So I don't think that the pressure is really going to be – it wouldn't really be hitting on this team anyways because of how fast the ball gets out. So I don't think that it's actually going to matter as much in this game as a lot of people think. Um, so I think I'm going to take the Steelers here. I'm going to believe in Mitch Trubisky, which is something I never thought I would say for just this one game. Oh, yeah, no, that's a terrifying sentence. It is. In fact, like, back in the old days, like, they would use that as, like, a test for insanity. Like, if they thought you had mad cow disease, they'd be like, hey, do you believe in Mitch Trubisky? And if they said yes, they're like, all right, he's insane. We can't, like, he's sick. We got to do something. Going into the asylum. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm going to take the Patriots because, one, I don't want to be taken to an asylum, and I don't believe in Mitch Trubisky. Uh, And two, because if nothing else, I am just going to trust Bill Belichick. Uh, It'll be blind faith. And if I go down swinging with a six-time Super Bowl winning head coach, then you know what? Like, I'm okay with doing that. And I'm probably going to cry as both Zelo and Nemedi take the the Steelers and get it right. I don't like that. But I'm going to take the Patriots, even though the Patriots getting points feels like a sucker's bet. <laughs> I, I am. I, I'll be honest. I am becoming more confident in my picks as you continue to say Nemedi and Zelo are both taking this team. It, it's not really a whole lot of Zelo and Tom are taking this team. It's weird. I've never historically never picked in much agreement with my model. It's yeah, it's, it's my certainly... blessing and my curse. Like somebody's got to disagree. Like we can't all the three of us can't pick the same thing. Apparently not. You're really making it seem that way this week. Normally like, there's a couple we pick similarly. I think we're on the opposite at, like spectrum on most of these games. Well, I have a solution to our problem, unless you're going to take the Falcons, uh, and that is Atlanta at Los Angeles. The Rams are a 10-point favorite, despite their slacking against the Bills. The over-under on this one is 46.5, and, and the Rams are minus 460. <laughs> if you, if someone, There's going to be someone out there who takes the, the Falcons and gets 370 off of it. I'm not going to be that person. No, nope, me do- neither. I do think the Falcons are going to actually cover in this one. I don't like what I saw from the Rams. I don't like what I saw from the Rams, but I also know that I saw the Falcons Falcon faster than I've ever seen the Falcons Falcon before. Yep. Like, like, let's be real. Like, if there was a Super Bowl for for Falconing, like, the Falcons would already be the favorite. That's true. The way they Falconed against the Saints was just incredible. Elite Falconing. I I don't think that they can... That they can win this game. No, no way. No, I don't think so, and neither does Zelo. So now we have a, a complete across-the-board agreement. Finally. All right, and maybe we'll get one here. So the Seahawks are taking on the 49ers. It, the 49ers are 9.5-point favorites. The over-under is 40.5, and the 49ers are minus 425. So they're almost as good a bet as you can get against the Ram, uh, as the Rams are. Excuse me. And I'm going to take the 49ers. I know I don't like what I saw out of... At a Trey Lance last weekend, I am going to continue my belief in him and blame it on a lack of George Kittle and the weather and maybe the Bears defense being a little bit better than we gave him credit for. And I'm going to say that the Seahawks' Geno Smith performance, as much as I now absolutely love Geno Smith, was just a weird, fluky problem. And I'm going to I'm gonna take the 49ers. I don't know. Part of me is tempted to take the Seahawks here because I really did like what I saw out of Geno Smith last week. 
And I really didn't like what I saw out of the 49ers. It was really bad. And yes, there was weather and all that stuff, but you were playing the Bears, all right? You're built for this. The 49ers are built for that game. They should just pound the ball every single time. That is what that team has been for years, and they still lost. I'm really tempted to take the Seahawks. I want to so bad. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take the Seahawks. Okay, we're gonna just we're just disagreeing on everything. There's conflict everywhere. Yep. Uh, Zelo Zelo is taking the 49ers and quite favorably. So I feel good about my decision. I'm sure I'll regret it. Um, uh, whatever. I feel bad about mine. I'll be honest, but I'm sticking with it. Yeah. I respect that. I really do. All right. The Cincinnati Bengals do not respect the Dallas Cowboys, or at least Vegas does not respect the Dallas Cowboys, because the Bengals are a seven-point favorite on the road. It really tells you how much Dak was really was doing for the Cowboys. If Like, if nothing else, if the week of Dak coverage hasn't taught you anything, let the, the Dallas Cowboys being a seven-point dog at home do that. Uh, the over-under is 42, and the Cowboys are plus 260. If you believe in Cooper Rush, go for it. All in. I do not. So I'm going to be taking the Bengals here. I don't think, honestly, I think I would take the Bengals if Dak was healthy. To be totally honest with you, I don't think that Dak being wow. out would be my pick here. I think the Bengals are just going to be the overall better team. Joe, he had a lot of picks last week. That's no secret. But I do not expect that to happen again. I expect that's kind of be a week one, shaking off the rust kind of a thing. Uh I think they're going to win. I don't think it's going to be an absolute blowout by any means, but I do think they have everything they need to beat the Cowboys, especially on a backup quarterback. Yeah, I'm actually I'm going to take Denver to I mean, excuse me, Dallas to cover against the Bengals, but I do have the Bengals winning just because I I think that that, that Cowboys offense look looked constipated and yes, that was against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are an absolutely fantastic defense, but you know, I, I don't think Cooper Rush being in is going to help them at all even no. if they are going against a, a, an easier defense. Absolutely not. Yeah. All right, and speaking of an easier defense, the Broncos had a little bit of a, a struggle against the Seahawks, which I would not exactly think as think of as a great defense. They are playing the Texans, who I'm expecting to be at least a little bit easier than Seattle, although maybe not based on their, their last performance. Uh, the, the Texans are... 10-point underdog. I believe they were as much as a 7-point underdog against the Colts, so the Texans don't really care what your spread is telling that, uh, them. They're probably going to try to win as much as they can, right? They don't They don't care. Uh, the over-under is 45, and then the Texans, Tony, this might be your Davis Mills moment. The Texans are plus 390. Once again, I'm, temp- I'm tempted to take them, I'll be honest. Uh, the Broncos just looked bad. Like, there's just not really a way around it. They didn't look very good. They couldn't really get the ball moving like we thought they would. Mm -hmm. They just weren't really functioning on all cylinders. They weren't hitting on everything. And Russ, you know, he didn't do poorly, per se. I mean, he had a touchdown, 340 yards, no interceptions. So that all's fine and good and well. But if if you can't put up more points than the Seahawks with two teams that on paper are as different as these as those two teams were... There has got to be something wrong. I think as much as they scare me, Denver that is, I think I am going to take them here. I don't want to take the Texans as a team, honestly. I do think Davis Mills is going to perform better than Russell Wilson. I'm just going to say it. But I think that the Broncos as a team are just too good. Yeah, no, I, I think Davis Mills has the potential to perform well just because of how good he played against the Colts. He really he really did look 
like a great quarterback, which was kind of terrifying. You know, don't get me wrong. He had some he had some pretty young moments, but he looked very good. I'm going to take the Broncos just because I think that as bad as the Broncos looked, like they had two red zone attempts where they just came away with no points. If you make those into points, they're going to win that game. So I, I feel a little bit more confident in the Broncos than you do, Tony, which, you know what, that's fine because we are just disagreeing on everything today. Yeah, um, All right, so let's go to the Raiders and the Cardinals. The Raiders are a five-point favorite against the Arizona Cardinals. The over/under it, this game might be a bit of a, a, a scoring game, which you know maybe will make up for your disappointment with Chiefs Chargers. The, the over/under here is fifty-one and a half points, with the Raiders being minus two thirty. I'm going to take the Raiders, but I don't feel great about it. I'm going to take the Raiders, and I'm going to take them by a million. Like I don't think this game is even going to be in the same. These teams are these teams are not just going. The Cardinals are going to get destroyed, is what I'm trying to say. I could not think of how yeah, to say. No, it, I, but I the Cardinals that's what are you're going for. And here's the reason why, and this is going to sound like a stupid reason to a lot of people, but I'm going to stick with it because I believe in this one man alone, Devontae Adams. And mm-hmm. here's why: it's not just because I think he's the best receiver in the league, which I do still think he is. It's because it was revealed in a press conference earlier this week. Devontae Adams' grandparents have never seen him play in person. They will be at this game. Raiders by a million. Okay, yeah. So a reason that makes no sense, but honestly is very respectable. Yeah. That's very good Very good analysis. Very good analysis. He's going to do some crazy stuff, I feel like. He's going to have a really, really nice game, and it's going to be enough. All right. Yeah, no, I mean, you know what? As far as the Raiders go, you could just flip a coin as to, to tell me whether they're going to be good or not that weekend, so makes sense to me like I'm all in on that take um all right and so a game that should be pretty easy this one should not be the flip of a coin as how Aaron Rodgers has absolutely dominated the Chicago Bears we have Bears Packers primetime game it'll be probably I feel like it might be over before halftime like don't get me wrong I like Justin Fields he had his moments but I do think that the Packers should catch their right footing against the Bears even though they had a poor showing last weekend uh, you know, so the over/under is forty-one point five, and the Packers are minus four fifty, so a pretty comfortable favorite. Yeah, they are favorites. It is at Lambeau Field, so this is going to be the the home opener. Last week, it was in Minnesota, and that is a tough place to play. So, I I do think that there were some there are some factors that this week are going to be a little bit different. We're going to see a lot more of a Packers home crowd, which is probably going to affect some things. So, I do think that the Packers are going to win this game. I don't think it's going to be absolute destruction like I don't think this game's going to be a blowout this game Bears Packers even though the Packers consistently win a lot of them are actually fairly close so Mm -hmm. I do think that the Bears are going to be a little bit competitive here I don't think that they're going to get shut out or anything but I think the Packers win you don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to say I still own you to the Bears I think he's going to have his opportunities too gotcha okay all right, well, that'll be a little bit better than against the Vikings because, uh, let's let's be real, last weekend Aaron Rodgers did not own the Vikings. No, for sure. he owns nothing in Minneapolis, apparently. Yeah, and according to Vegas, another team that should own another team, which maybe doesn't make sense as a sentence, the Bills are taking on the Tennessee Titans with the Bills as a, ten, a whopping 10-point favorite despite Tennessee getting the win against the Bills last year in the regular season. Now, granted, that was at Tennessee, which does make a huge difference, but it's not a 10-point swing. Uh, we have a 47.5 over-under, and the Titans are plus 360. 
Now, I have no reason to just not take the Bills. The Bills should absolutely be one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL. So give me the Bills and give them to me all day long. Absolutely, I agree. There's not really a whole lot of analysis here. The Bills are just a better team, and they really showed that against the Rams. Yeah, if the Bills can just show up like they did against the Rams, like that'll be it. Like We can just wrap up the season right now. Yep. All right, and so to close it out, because we have a doubleheader on Monday Night Football, we have the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles. I guess the NFL just doesn't like me uh, when I get homework done, because I'm not going to get any homework done starting at 7.15. <laughs> Absolutely not. Same here. Yeah, so the the Philadelphia Eagles, they're going to be looking to get some homework done as they are two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I'm really proud of myself right there. I need a compliment for that. Uh, and the Eagles have an over-under of 50.5 and are minus 135 on the money line. Tony, are the Eagles going to get an A or are they going to get an F? I think they're going to get an A. I think they're going to play well, and I do think this is going to be a good game. I'm going to take the Vikings, though. They look just way too good against the Packers. They finally look like the team that they should be. Mm -hmm. I like Jalen Hurts. I like the the Philly team. I think they're going to put up their own points, respectively, but I think the Vikings are going to be able to win in the shootout. So we are going. We started the show in in discordance and chaos and disagreement. I'm going to end it by agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna. I'm uh, I, don't remember. I like the Eagles. I am not here for the Eagles to the Super Bowl talk. I think they're good. They're not a Super Bowl team. You know, they were a horrible team last year as far as winning against playoff teams. I believe they were zero and eight, and their wins and the tie. I think that I think they tied uh, came against winning teams. Uh, or excuse me, teams that did not win. I should say <laughs> teams with a a losing uh, win win percentage. That's what I was looking for. Uh, so I'm going to take the Vikings just because I think if I've been if what I've been saying the entire off season is that we're finally going to see the Vikings look like the Vikings should have been looking. We're going to see Jefferson look like Cooper Cup, uh, and we're going to see Dalvin Cook finally look like a number one back again. You know, if what I've been saying all summer long is true, the Vikings should absolutely win this one. A hundred percent. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. We actually did a quick little 30-minute show, so I'm impressed with us. We, we never do these in 30 minutes, so we're, we're learning. We're learning. All right, uh, we will see you guys on Monday, maybe Sunday, if there's absolutely some crazy drama going down, but most likely Monday. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you then. See you guys later.